on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for downloading the show on a Thursday. A lot to get to, a lot of news breaking overnight. None bigger than Yoli Child's stunning reversal to remove his name or withdraw his name from the NBA draft and return to BYU for his senior season. We'll break down that here in the first segment. Second segment of the show, BYU picked up another commitment as part of the 2020 recruiting class in football. Preston Rex joining BYU via verbal commit. Uh, That last name should sound familiar. We'll break down his game, what he could bring to BYU. And of course, it's number 91, day 91 in our Holy War countdown, breaking down or highlighting highlighting Earl Tuioti Mariner on today's podcast. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else in BYU sports in the final segment of today's podcast. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at the Himalaya podcast app. Check out the Locked on Cougars podcast and pretty much every other podcast you could ever want on the Himalaya podcast app. They are proud partners of the Locked on Podcast Network and Locked on Cougars and also brought to you today by our good friends at Hotels.com. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in a little bit. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for May 30th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider, and I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and holy smokes, Yoli Childs is back with BYU football. Stunning development overnight. I got word of it, caught wind of it late afternoon yesterday, had multiple people reach out and say, hey Jake, what do you know about Yoli Childs potentially returning to BYU? And my first reaction was, well, he's not. (laughs) That was my first reaction because I've been told by multiple people who are very connected with Yoli that he had every intention of leaving his name in the NBA draft, pursuing a professional career, whether that was in the NBA or overseas, but he changed his mind. He's back. He put it on social media, put out a video saying, hey, I'm returning for my senior year, Uh, BYU video, doing a good job helping him put that together. And This is a stunning development. It's a massive, massive win for Mark Pope and his staff in his first year as BYU's head coach. I had a person very closely connected to the program send me a text as we were kind of talking about this overnight and said that a week ago, Yoli Childs, there wasn't a chance he was coming back to BYU. He said that Mark Pope deserves all the credit for selling Yoli Childs on his vision of what they could do for his game in his senior year in hopes of bolstering his opportunities professionally after another year in, in college basketball. And I have to say, I, I'm stunned that Yoli Childs is back, but as a BYU fan, you should be elated that he is back because this makes BYU's team, just in terms of who they have currently on the roster, they've got the nucleus for an NCAA tournament team. And if Mark Pope is able to get BYU back to the NCAA tournament in his first year as a head coach at BYU, I don't know if you can start off your tenure any better. BYU's on a four-year NCAA tournament tournament less streak I guess I should say they haven't been to the NCAA tournament in quite some time I know a lot of BYU fans have been very anxious to see BYU get back to the big dance play in March Madness Utah State of course being the lone local program here in Utah that made it a year ago and they had a stunning breakout season in their own right and they should be back in contention in the Mountain West this coming season Uh, University of Utah had plenty of guys return Donnie Tillman uh, one of their early entrants in the NBA draft is returning as well So I think this coming year in college basketball around the state 
could be very good in terms of renewing BYU fans and also college basketball fans in general's interest in the sport. I think that the expectation this year should be multiple teams from the state of Utah to be in March Madness. And I think BYU, they've got the pieces to do that. Uh, of course, uh, the news coming late last weekend that Jake Toulson will be joining BYU as a graduate transfer. Of He is, of course, the reigning whack player of the year, one of the most efficient offensive threats in college basketball a year ago. If you team him with Yoli Childs alone, that makes BYU's offense, I think, one of the most effective they've had in some time. But you also add guys like TJ Hawes, who is scored 20 points on a regular basis for most of his career in a BYU uniform. Uh, Nick Emery, Zach Selyus, Dalton Nixon are all glue guys who can come off the bench and provide a scoring punch. You'll have two guys sitting out this coming year in Richard Harward and Wyatt Lowell uh, from UVU, and BYU needed some inside presence, and that's what Yoli Childs offers. So this is a stunning development. Uh, He averaged 21.2 points and 9.7 rebounds a year ago in all WCC first-team selection. Of course, BYU will have to contend with the likes of Gonzaga, who returned plenty of talent in their own right. Killian Tilly, a guy who was expected to be taken in the NBA draft, decided to return to Gonzaga, and the Bulldogs are going to be absolutely loaded once again next year. But I think with also St. Mary's on the come a little bit, the West Coast Conference should be at least a two-bid conference in my mind next year. And I know that Gonzaga probably snaps up one of those bids regardless of what they do. But BYU has a big opportunity here. Uh, you have guys like a Gavin Baxter, a Connor Harding, who would also score, provide scoring punch for BYU on this roster. Uh, you're going to have Jesse Wade coming off his NCAA-mandated year in residence after transferring from Gonzaga and he's considered to be one of the better offensive players that has come out of Utah high school football in recent history. BYU is going to have plenty of offense this season and if they can defend at any level of effectiveness and I know that uh, Mark Pope and Chris Burgess and the rest of the staff at BYU will do their best to work with these guys to get them to buy in on the defensive side of the things. BYU, the expectations this year, based right now, we're talking it's May 30th. Of course, the season is not, doesn't start until early November for the 2019-20 season. But I think ex- expectation any BYU fan reasonably can have looking forward to next season under Mark Pope is that BYU should be an NCAA tournament contender. They should be in the mix for an at-large bid at the very minimum. Uh, Gonzaga is the big dog in the conference. They're a preseason top 10 team. We all get that. But BYU has the pieces right now on this roster, and injuries, honor code, academics can all play into uh, hurting this roster as it moves forward this summer and into the fall. But everything that I look at right now for BYU is the expectation should be that BYU should be an NCAA tournament uh, should be an NCAA tournament contender. And for Mark Pope, and this is just one other note here, for Mark Pope to change Yoli Child's mind, because guys like Jeff Goodman had said that Yoli Child's told him directly he would not return to BYU. And like I said, somebody very connected with the BYU basketball program telling me yesterday that as recently as a week ago, there wasn't a chance that Yoli Child's was pulling his name out of the NBA draft. It shows what Mark Pope can do. He loves challenges. Uh, we talked about his uh, piece by Seth Davis in The Athletic that he just he, he wants to be uncomfortable. He likes to pursue things that people say aren't par- possible. And that's what he did, just proved, just barely. He got Yoli Childs to return for his senior year. And all credit goes to Mark Pope, his staff, for making this a reality. 
BYU is going to benefit greatly from this. They get back to the NCAA tournament next year. That's only going to help recruiting. And Mark Pope is already just lighting up the recruiting trail. He's been to West Africa. He's going to Europe. He, he's visiting guys in Mount Pleasant, Utah at, at uh, the Wasatch Academy, which are have top 100 recruits. And if they can prove that they are on the come, they're a team that's building and they can get to the NCAA tournament as an at-large team out of the West Coast Conference... I think you answering a lot of the questions that BYU basketball fans have had for quite some time since BYU went to this conference and since they last went to the NCAA tournament. The program got stale towards the end of Dave Rose's tenure. I don't think anybody would uh, deny that, but what Mark Pope is doing right now is reinvigorating a fan base that I think is going to buy in. I'm expecting that the Marriott Center is going to be rocking this coming fall slash winter. Going to have some fun games. BYU, of course, has an overseas tour planned later this summer. They'll be playing the Maui Invitational, which will offer up three or four potential high-level opponents that you could win games and have NCAA tournament resume builders on it. They have Houston, who is expected to be a top 25 team on the on the schedule uh utah is going to be an improved team utah state should be a top 25 team in the mountain west there is plenty at least in the non-conference schedule for byu to build an ncaa tournament uh, resume if they can win these games you got to go win the games we talked about this a year ago in this pod on this podcast well not a year ago but before the season the BYU had the games on the schedule to build an NCAA tournament resume and they pretty much went over in all those games they can't do that this year they're gonna have an opportunity with some big name teams and they have big name players on their own rosters but BYU has plenty of firepower in their own right and that's awesome to see so congratulations to Mark Pope and his staff Massive, massive get to get Yoli Childs to return for his senior season. It'll be a senior-laden crew for BYU this year for the first time in seemingly forever. And the expectations, this is just my expectation. I think every BYU fan out there should have this expectation that BYU should be contending for the NCAA tournament this coming fall as of right now. Like I said, things can happen to really decimate this roster and you knock on wood and hope it doesn't happen. But currently as it stands, the expectation for BYU with who they have returning, who they're adding to the roster in Mark Pope's first year, the expectation should be NCAA tournament or bust, as it should be most years, but this would be a year where it very much is realistic that BYU should make it into the big dance, regardless of conference affiliation. That's just my take. Let me know what you think at Jacob C. Hatch, at Locked on Cougars on Twitter. Also follow the show on Facebook and Instagram, Locked on Cougars there as well. Uh, We'll take a time out here, come back, switch gears a little bit, talk some BYU football. Of course, day number 91 and our countdown. We're profiling Earl Tuioti Mariners. He build towards the Holy War. And of course, uh, some recruiting news with Preston Rex's uh, decision to commit to BYU. We'll talk about what he'll bring to BYU uh, and also the family legacy that he carries on joining the BYU football program. Uh, today's podcast brought to you by our good friends at Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends at vacations on social media. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Be there, do that, get rewarded. That's Hotels.com. Check them out, guys. This is Locked on Cougars. You 
are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast, all focused on BYU sports. Thanks again for joining us on Thursday edition of the show. Day number 91 as we build towards the Holy War on August 29th, 2019, as BYU faces off against Utah to kick off the 2019 football season. Day number 91 corresponds with number 91 defensive tackle Earl Tuyoti Mariner. Uh, Topeka, Kansas native. He has two siblings. He served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in South Africa. And he is most notably a cousin of former BYU defensive tackle stud Travis Tuiloma, a guy that I felt like deserved to play at the next level, had some injuries really decimate the final stanza of his career. And as such, he didn't get that opportunity. But Earl Tuioti Mariner, six foot four, 294-pound athlete. And I've actually been impressed with what um, Earl has brought to the BYU basketball program. Uh, he came out of Washburn Rural High School there in Topeka, Kansas. A first-team All-State selection. He was played in the Kansas Shrine Bowl. I think he's a better player than most people give him credit for. I think is the easiest way I can say that. I feel like he came out and surprised people. He started one game, played in 12 games in 2018. Uh, he totaled nine tackles on the season, including five solo stops as a redshirt freshman a year ago. And I'm expecting that he's going to be part of this rotation of defensive tackles that BYU has entering 2019 that should make them quite deep. Uh, he's got the ability to contribute. I like the fact that he's six foot four, 294 pounds. Uh, BYU in the past has dealt with guys who maybe were a little undersized at defensive tackle, but uh, Tuioti Mariner, he's got all the size you want in, de- in a defensive tackle. We talked about Kairos Tonga over this past weekend, a six foot four, 300 plus pound phenom. Uh, Tuioti Mariner's not in the same class in terms of athleticism as Kairos Tonga, but he is a serviceable and capable big man on the interior and I'm expecting he'll be joining guys like Bracken Bakri, uh, Lorenzo Fawatea, Kairos Tonga in forming what should be a very solid and deep defensive tackle group for BYU. I know they designate them as nose tackles and defensive tackles for BYU, but among those two positions, I think BYU should be quite deep and it should serve them well entering the 2019 season. I've said it before, I say it again. Right now on paper, BYU is actually quite deep at most position groups entering the 2019 football season. And day number 91, I think Earl Tuioti Mariner only adds to that depth, particularly along the defensive front. So day number 91, our countdown towards the Holy War right here on Locked On Cougars, highlighting Earl Tuioti Mariner, uh, sophomore, redshirt sophomore defensive lineman out of Topeka, Kansas. All right, let's also talk some BYU recruiting news. News breaking overnight that uh, Preston Rex will be joining the BYU football program. Athlete out of San Clemente, California, in Southern California, uh, made his commitment known on social media via Twitter. Uh, and I'll read the statement from him here. He says that, uh, I would like, f- I would first. Excuse me. I would like to first thank all the coaches who believed in me along the way and my family for supporting my dream of playing Division I football. After a lot of prayer, I'm excited to announce I will be furthering my academic and athletic career at Brigham Young University. I thank my Heavenly Father for all I've been given. I look forward, I, I'm looking forward to representing BYU and playing college football with my older brother, Isaac. I am 100% committed to BYU. Hashtag built not born and the shaka or the why emoji. 
And that's awesome. Of course, Isaac Rex is coming off a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. will be a tight end for BYU. The Rex clan is headed up by Byron Rex, an All-American tight end in his, in his day at BYU. A great player. Uh, he's passed on his athleticism and athletic genes to his sons. Um, Isaac is more in the mold of Byron, a six foot four, six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound athlete who can play tight end, and that's what he'll do this fall for BYU. Um, I'm expecting Isaac might be a redshirt candidate, pending how he comes off of his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. If he's in shape, he could he could contribute for BYU. But the nice part about these new redshirt rules is guys can play in four games. So Isaac Rex, I think, very much will be in the mix contributing particularly on scout team to begin with but if he's in shape and can contribute you could see him playing some for BYU this fall and having a like Preston Rex come in I think should help BYU down the road he's a three-star athlete according to the 24-7 composite rankings and Preston's a different athlete than his brother or his dad uh, Preston six foot 180 pounds currently at the high school level uh, plays wide receiver and also defensive back uh, for San Clemente High School down there in the Southern California Orange County area. And I would expect that Preston is going to either play slot receiver if he doesn't grow all of a sudden and turn into a tight end like his dad or his brother, or he could play defensive back for BYU. He's playing at a very high level down there in Orange County. San Clemente has put out multiple athletes over the years, sent guys to the University of Utah. Cole Fotheringham, a guy that BYU recruited as well, is a tight end up at Utah out of San Clemente. And there's a lot of names you can really run down that San Clemente program is putting out all kinds of athletes. So congratulations to Preston Rex on the opportunity to join BYU. I I believe he's a mission first um, commit, so he'll be going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before joining the BYU football program. But when he shows up in Provo in what, probably 2022 is what we're looking at, He'll probably start out, I would guess, on the defensive side of things, play safety or cornerback if he's got the speed to do it. I would expect probably play safety for the Cougars. But if he's able to contribute on the offensive side of things, I think BYU has a versatile athlete that they can work with and mold and really make into what they hope he can turn into down the road. As I said on Twitter, I also run the BYU um, Cougs recruiting account on social media. You can never go wrong with having more uh, guys by the last name Rex in the BYU football program. BYU's had an incredible run here of legacy prospects and brothers who are joining the BYU football program. And Preston Rex is the most recent one. He'd started garnering interest from the G5 level, a lot of service academies, Ivy League were on him because he's a great student in the classroom. But also Preston Rex had started garnering some interest from Pac-12 programs. So people were starting to take note of his ability on the field, but he decided to shut it down and said, hey, I'm a BYU guy and that's where I want to be. And I think that's awesome. He'd be playing with his older brother, Isaac. And that's a big congratulations to the Rex family on continuing a family legacy with the BYU football program. And a congratulations individually to Preston Rex on his decision to join the BYU football program. All right, there you go, some BYU football news and notes. Day number 90 tomorrow, we'll be breaking it down for you. Talking every day about a player that we kind of go through each day we're going to highlight players all the way down the roster and if there's spots where numbers aren't filled currently like tomorrow will be Devin Kafusi. that's an easy one to talk about but there are spots where the roster isn't filled with a number or an athlete we'll make sure to fill in with a with a prospect who maybe wears another at number and put them into that slot so it's gonna be a fun time to count this down uh, as we continue on through the summer and get ready for BYU football this fall all right we will step aside here catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news coming up 
next. The women's soccer team released their 2019 schedule and also some news out of the BYU women's volleyball program we need to get to as well. A reminder for you guys, if you are listening to this podcast and you're looking for a new podcatcher, check us out on the Himalaya podcast app. They have personally curated playlists that you can build yourselves or they have people working with the Himalaya podcast app to help you build the playlist that you want to listen to. You can like episodes of a podcast you don't have to necessarily follow or subscribe to the podcast itself which we appreciate here on locked on cougars very much so but you can like an individual episode if you like it more than others i think it's a fantastic feature so check us out on all the major podcast platforms we're on apple Podcasts, google play spotify but also check us out on the Himalaya podcast app and see if it might be the right option for you. I uh, would love you guys to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening. Those ratings and reviews really help get the word out about the podcast, those algorithms that these podcast platforms use. The more people who like it, give us those reviews, the more popular it gets via their algorithms and gets the word out to more people. And please continue to share this podcast with your family and friends. I appreciate your guys' continued support of this podcast. It is a blast to bring it to you we're coming up on 200 episodes just incredible and the growth has been never has never been better i guess is the easiest way to say it so if you'd like to be involved with the podcast feel free to drop us a note advertising or if you just have thoughts concerns or questions locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address for us and also follow the show like i said previously at jacob c hatch is my personal twitter feed at locked on cougars you can follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram more in a moment you are locked on cougars All right, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, it's been a blast to bring it to you. And we got a lot of other BYU news to get to. Let's start off with women's soccer. BYU soccer head coach Jennifer Rockwood has announced the 2019 fall season schedule for her team this coming fall. Uh, BYU get things going with their annual blue and white scrimmage on August 10th, Saturday in the blue and white scrimmage. They'll have one other preseason contest against Colorado College a week later. And then they kick off the season by heading to SEC country to face off against Alabama and Mississippi. Mississippi State. BYU is the first home games uh, the following week, so August 30th against Southern Utah, and then their Deseret First duel a week later against the University of Utah. So another strong schedule for BYU. They're going to face off against teams like Long Beach State. Texas A&M comes to Provo. They're going to face Kansas and Kansas State at UC Irvine. And then, of course, in West Coast Conference play, it's one of the better conferences for women's soccer. UC, uh, Pepperdine, Pacific, St. Mary's, Portland, San Diego, Gonzaga. A lot of great teams on BYU's schedule, like normal. And after their surprise run a year ago, I think BYU women's soccer, the needle is pointed the needles pointed way up for Jennifer Rockwood's team entering 2019 and they should be in contention for the West Coast Conference crown and also an NCAA tournament berth but congratulations to them as they build uh, women's soccer gets things started August 10th they start and the school doesn't even start for BYU till what around Labor Day they get going early and it's the first sport that kicks off the season officially for BYU on the women's volleyball side of things they'll also be gearing up for their fall season coming up but sophomore middle blocker Heather Knighting 
was one of 20 players selected to the U.S. Women's Junior National Training Team. USA Volleyball announced yesterday it'll hold a training camp next, uh, not not next month, July, July 6th through the 12th at the U.S. Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. After that camp, the roster will be whittled to 12 players to form the U.S. Women's Junior National Team. They'll participate in the 2019 FIVP, FIVB Women's U-20 National Champions in Leon, Guanajuato, and Aguas Calientes, Mexico, July 12th through the 21st. So hopefully Heather Knighting has an opportunity to play with the national team. BYU's had a lot of international success and opportunities over the last couple of years, and actually just this past offseason. So hopefully Heather Knighting can continue on with that and help BYU build on another successful year season a year ago, making it to the final four of the women's volleyball tournament. I think expectations are they're going to make another run this year and we'll see how it goes for them. All right, there you go. That's the podcast for today. I want to thank you guys once again for downloading the show. If you're new to the show, we are your daily source for all things BYU sports. So, so please follow along, subscribe, rate and review the show. If you don't mind taking but a moment that it takes to do that, we really would appreciate you guys doing that. If you'd like to advertise with the podcast we'd love to have you on board representing your brand or your company please email us lockedonbyu at gmail.com we'd love to get you in touch with our salespeople and let you know what we can do for your company or brand and also a reminder for you today's podcast brought to you by our good friends at hotels.com and the himalaya podcast app please check out both of those great sponsors if you so desire all right we'll be back tomorrow friday edition of the show i will be in provo today catching up with yoli childs for his press conference as he talks about his decision to return to BYU. We'll play some of those comments for you tomorrow, all on a Friday edition of the Locked on Cougars podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for May 30th, 2019.